It's the crew of the year that you're loving to hate If you fucking with the team, you catch your boots to the face Rebound from the boot, I hit the Irish whip Don't be mad, cause we know your podcast ain't shit Stop hating, motherfucker, you know he the man RJ gon' hit you with that ringside rant And them two hard hitters repping Montreal Godfathers of the crew, making sure we fall If you still wanna hate, it's no saving ya You might get beat down on talk of mania Listen to the whole team across body of work It'll make you realize that you should have been first And me, I cause chaos everywhere that I go 80 proof and no less got me ready to throw Don't step to the mic unless you want that smoke FPC, the whole team is like a knife to your throat Yeah! Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hating on me. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast, a one hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Boot to the face, hook the leg, it's one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The mill friendly podcast, don't make your wife melt. Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that. Competition is missing, you know they died off. Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss. You want the best in audio, there's nowhere to go. Another episode right now, start the show. Welcome, Boot to the Face, episode... 209, I believe. We got a shit ton of news. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed, here on twitch.tv, powered by fullpresscoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. We were going to talk football. We were going to try to shoot the shit because not a lot was happening. And then in the last couple days, all hell has broken loose. But before we talk about all that, how the hell you been, EJ? Man. Man, I just been cooling, man. Going to work, doing growing up adult shit. Being adult sucks, you know. But... <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, we all gotta do it. How you been, man? I've been good working. Uh, first full week of work back since you know mm-hmm. last year. <laughs> but yeah, just fucking working like crazy. Um, trying to find multiple streams of income. So like mm-hmm. I've been. I've been looking for work from home, part-time jobs and shit like that. Try to make a little more money on the side. Um, might open OnlyFans, man. Who knows? Hey, nothing wrong with that. Show a little right cheek, left cheek. <laughs> like Beyonce. <laughs> on hey, I, feel, time. I feel you, though, man. Uh, I got a little side business I got going on. But, yeah, like you said, it's all about multiple forms of income, multiple streams of income. Yeah, I, I, I talk about this all the time. I feel like... In my line of work, I work too fucking hard to, like, not make 100K a year at my job, you know? like, And I see people in their pajamas making way more than I do. So if I got to work a little harder to get there, like, fine. But I don't want to have to get another job where I have to use my body and fucking, you know, strain myself and shit like that. Because I'm doing enough of that, like, during the regular work week. So trying to do something different, trying to fucking... 
I don't want to be working when I'm 60, you know, like that's, that's, that's not, that's not fucking life. Like, what's the point of it? You, you say you're trying to kick the bucket like at 65. Yeah, about 65, <laughs> it's time to go. I definitely don't want to be working five years before that, you know? My plan is to be up out of here at 65, so about, about 50, 55, I'm trying to, I'm trying to live life to the fullest. I hear that. I mean, sometimes, though, it's, man, it's just a lucky draw. You got some, like, idiots out there making way more than they should just because sometimes it's all about who you know and not what you know, as the cliche says. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lot about connections and shit like that. A lot of times, a lot of times you can get a job, like you said, just on who you know, not what you know. But at the end of the day, you still got to perform when you get there, and it's like, I tell, you know, I've had a couple of interviews over the past couple of years and I'm like, if y'all just give me a shot, like I'll outwork anybody in here because I want to be better than everybody else. But it's all about getting that fucking shot. So eventually it'll happen. I'm uh, I'm definitely not. Gonna, I don't see myself doing this for many more years like this fucking heavy lifting and blue collar shit like fuck that. Fuck that. I want to be I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> Hey, that ain't all what it's cracked up to be sometimes. But, hey, man, keep grinding, and then, like, all the cars will fall into place eventually. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't given up yet, so there's that. Um, as we talk right now, I got NXT on in the background, and I see there's a women's championship battle royal for the number one contendership. Um, mm-hmm. So that should be a thing. Do you ever watch NXT? Like, I, I watch... I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna lie to you. I watch uh, Toxic Attraction. That's my extent of NXT. I don't give a fuck about Braun Breaker or you know Mello's the guy. I do watch Mello, mm-hmm. but like I watch Toxic Attraction and that's it. Hey, I feel I feel like NXT is my like guilty pleasure. I watch like every week religiously yeah. for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, I watch a lot of NXT. They're like. Sometimes I get the the girls' names mixed up. You got like a, a Fallon Henley, uh, yeah, a Kiana James, and uh, what's the other girl name? Uh, Alba Fire, and uh, what's the, it's like all for some reason a lot of the girls' names run together to me for some reason. But and then the I crazy thing is, uh, what's my girl with the? She's tag team champion. The light yeah, skin. Her name is Kate, Casey. Katana and then the the, the, the light skinned chick name. Uh yeah, the the light skinned girl. I'm talking about her. The one with the braids and the tattoos. Ah shit, man. Her name yeah. is escaping my mind. So her name used to be um like Cha not Chasey Lane. It was <laughs> that's definitely not what I'm talking about. Chasey <laughs> <laughs> hey, Her name that's, that's gonna be for a different show. Yeah, her name used to be something, but you know they got Jesse uh JC Jane in Toxic Attraction. Well, old girl's name used to be something just like that, and they made her change it. And then they bring J.C. Jane in and give her basically the same fucking name. They change one letter. Um, it's something about her, though. Like, I'm not into anything that she, like, presents, but it's something about her. I don't like yeah. dreadlocks. I don't like all the tattoos. I don't like all the piercings. But on her, it all works. Hayden Carter. They need to get her away from Kat and Zaro, though. I can't stand her. Little what? Fucking- yeah, I don't I kinda, like I, I don't like little mini Tessa Blanchard. Hey, she may be Tessa Blanchard on the outward appearance, but we all know what. <laughs> Tessa Blanchard got going on. I mean, Tessa was dating Ricochet, so 
Who knows? Oh, really? They, yeah, they they I, dated, I and then he it. and then he went to uh, Casey. He went to Casey. Yeah, now, now he's, he's dating a, a little ring girl. Little now he's engaged. Girl. I just saw them on Instagram today. They got engaged today. I did not know he was dating Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, he dated Tessa Blanchard for because everybody started hitting him up when it came out that she was quote unquote racist. Oh, he got to do something to build that black card up there. <laughs> Tessa Blanchard is like one level lower than Hogan. <laughs> yeah, what she ain't on film saying it though. It's just rumors that she said it. At least, uh, at least she ain't got no fucking video evidence of her. Hogan was just in front of a camera, like uh, 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 my dad, my daughter, bet not. <laughs> fuck Hogan. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I can't wait till Black History Month where we could just do fuck Hogan segments. Let me tell you why Hulk Hogan's a piece of shit. That's how it's gonna start every time. Every, every single show, it's fuck Hogan for life. Yeah, um, so Royal Rumble. I I thought about going. Mm-hmm. They priced me out of WrestleMania. Basically, WrestleMania is basically the Super Bowl now in L.A. And I was just, excuse me, I was getting everything together, the prices and all that, and everything was like, oh, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. But then you get like six of those. That's not that bads, and you add the total up, and you're like, fuck. It's a lot of fucking money. And it's kind of spurred a moment. I did a lot of traveling last year. So I think I'm going to keep my ass at home and just go to a Royal Rumble party at my buddy Joey Steelman's house. And um, if you don't know, we have a Royal Rumble pool going on. You can check the Twitter machine for the details on that, um, how to pay and all that. Basically, 10 bucks gets you in both Royal Rumbles, men's and women, $5 each. Uh, $150 to the winner. I'll basically just randomize numbers, give everybody their number. Say, EJ, you pick number 17, or you get number 17, and then Seth Rollins comes out number 17. Seth Rollins wins. You win the fucking money. Um, I don't know if we're going to have 30 people each, so if you want to do multiple entries, like I'll say, I say we cap it at two entries apiece. That yeah, way somebody yeah, yeah. can't... I mean. It'd be stupid for you to buy fucking 10 entries, you know, and then you got $100 in there and you only win like 300 I mean, I guess that, I guess technically that wouldn't be stupid, but it would be stupid to let somebody just monopolize all the entries. So two entries a piece is what we'll cap it at. Um, the details, again, are on Twitter. So if you want to be in it, you got two and a half weeks. Uh, I know the guys that I'm watching the Rumble with, they'll probably be in it, but... uh yeah. Hey, get on that, yeah. You got any early favorites for the Royal Rumble, EJ? Man, I feel like people might try to copy what I what I have as a prediction. It doesn't matter, not booking. Like, Fucking put it out there. We want to get it first. That way when everybody else starts saying it, you can say I said the shit first. I ain't got yeah. a fucking clue. I, I'm gonna tell you what I want and I'll let you ponder yours. I kinda I kinda got a feeling ooh, you want and is he pretty electrifying no huh no fool the hell out of me i mean i got a top three just because what i think i don't really have what i want as long as it's a good storytelling i think one cody that's the obvious choice to go with all these vignettes which i don't like maybe we'll get into that later yeah uh i don't either two rock of course, because this is what everybody's been clamoring for like the past two and a half years. You'd rather see Cody face 
fucking Roman Reigns than The Rock. But you don't have to have Rock to win the Rumble to have him face Roman Reigns. You got Elimination Chamber, and you can just use the fucking Rock. You just request a title shot if you want to. You got to build for the permanent people that are going to be there. The full time stars are going to be there. Nah, it's WrestleMania. Fuck you this shit. You don't have to have the Rock. Look what happened when Batista won the Rumble. Batista's not the Rock, though. I mean, with the internet saying he might be a little bit have a better. Acting, acting career. We ain't talking about being a wrestler, though. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I got Cody, Rock, and then of course Sami Zayn, the organic, homegrown push that has been happening over the past yeah. four, five, six months. So that was my top three. So we're gonna talk later about uh, Vince, but I think I I think it might be a good opportunity. And when we talk about Vince, I'll tell you why. I think The Rock might not even come back anymore. Um, and and we can t- you know you you kind of alluded to what people have been saying about him and shit like that. Um, I feel like Cody's gonna be up there. Obviously, Cody's my guy. Everybody knows that, right? Like I love Cody. I don't I don't see Cody beating Roman Reigns. I don't want to see Cody beat Roman Reigns. To me, it's a bad aesthetic that Cody couldn't even win the world title in AEW. Roman's beat everybody twice. You know, he's beat everybody but- twice. But, 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 storyline, it was Cody couldn't challenge for the title. He still had a shot to challenge for the title and he lost it. So he couldn't even, he couldn't even be the world champion over there. He lost the TNT title multiple times. Fucking Sammy Guevara. He can't beat Sammy Guevara and you're going to come beat the tribal chief. Come on. And I like the Spanish guy, you know, that's my guy, but he ain't the tribal chief. So aesthetically, it looks like. Roman's dominated the whole WWE, and Cody just walks in from AEW's mid card and beats him. I don't like it. Um, but, 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 check this out. I think, you know, I heard rumblings that they're gonna split up the belt. So, what if they split up the belts? He, he gonna win a tournament because he still ain't pinning Roman. And, and no universe, WWE, AEW, fucking the multiverse, DC, none of that shit. Should Cody ever pin Roman Reigns? Ever. And again, I like Cody. Dude's 203 pounds. He can't pin Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns got a leg bigger than him. How much of this, though, has WWE backed themselves into a corner where making Roman Reigns pretty much unstoppable? Like, nobody's going to be credible taking the titles off of him. No, no, no. Like The Rock. Cody's credible. I'm just saying it doesn't look good. Vince wouldn't do that shit. I can, I can promise you Vince wouldn't let him do that shit. He put him in there. But at the end of the day, I don't think Vince would let the founder of AEW just come back, waltz back in the WWE and beat the guy that's been the champion for three fucking years. Gigi Dolan's on TV right now. So if I seem distracted, that's that's why. Um, you know, I, Cody obviously would win. Seth, I would rather see Seth and Roman at, at WrestleMania again, running back from the Royal Rumble. Um and then last but not least, just for storyline purposes, Jay Uso. You know? Mm. I I've been watching I went back and I started watching the origin story of the bloodline, right? So I started watching when Roman came back, when him and Jay were, you know, sitting on the couch in the back and Jay's being all giddy, like, Yeah, my cousin's back and then him and Roman get into that feud in the fucking uh Thunderdome. That shit was so good 
And then you just recently had Jason. I don't give a damn what the tribal chiefs say. It's all these little bitty breadcrumbs that's in it that would make this such a good storyline. And Roman could take some time off. He ain't fucking there anyway. I like I like where your heads have it. I just think it's a little bit too soon to pull the 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 J trigger, because I think it's still more juice left in that bulletin story. Um, and then going back to your Seth Rollins, like, I mean, of course it's wrestling. You can do whatever the fuck you want, but how do you organically get to Seth by WrestleMania though? He wins the fucking Royal Rumble. That's it. <laughs> you win the Royal Rumble, you get a fucking guaranteed title shot at WrestleMania. That's all it takes. There ain't no storyline needed. True, true, but I feel like it's other storylines that are bubbling. But so what what makes Seth more credible than Cody besides Cody being back? Seth to, is like uh, five and one versus Roman in one on one matches. Uh I don't I didn't do the math on their record. Yeah, Seth's fucking Seth beats Roman all the time. Should he beat him in St. Louis when we were there? He may not have looked like he won. But, but oh, didn't he win by like DQ or something? <laughs> he did win by DQ. And he got his ass kicked. But you know, he came back. He took the title off Roman when Roman failed the drug test years ago. Um, he beat him a few times while he was the champion. I think Roman's only beat Seth like twice, like pending. Like Seth beats Roman all the time. Way but more credible than Cody. Aesthetically, like you're talking about, Cody and Seth are like basically the same level aesthetically. But Cody is AEW. So Vince's tech... This is not in charge technically right now, so I don't think Triple it's H not gives a, a fuck about that. I think it is. I, don't, I To me and you as fans, we don't give a fuck, right? Also, I think it ain't going to be long before Cody wears his welcome out. I don't know. It's just something about how they're shoving Cody down your throat that I think people are about to fucking, they're going to turn on him just like they did in AEW. I really do. I I don't know what it is. I just, I just feel this fucking... This wave of negativity coming towards him when he finally comes back. Like, it's just something about Cody that's unlikable. I, I like one of my favorites, but I can recognize something about Cody's just really fucking unlikable. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but you just like, I kind of want to see him get his ass kicked. Well, fuck it. We'll get into it now. WWE has a problem with this from what I caught up once I started watching back in 2016. What I've caught up, I've caught up with some shit over the WWE Network for like the, basically the past 15 years. Why are they telegraphing somebody come back? Why don't they make it a surprise? Are they trying to pop a rating? I don't like the shit they've been doing with Cody for the past two, three weeks. So I have to rehab. That's pro- It just looks inauthentic from what they're trying to do. Like, what happened to the surprise pop? Like, that's why we watch wrestling as a fan, to yeah. be surprised. I don't like how they're telegraphing them coming back. Make them like, Make them be out of sight, out of mind for a little bit, and then you get that monster pop at the Royal Rumble. I don't understand it either. I mean, for a while they were bringing back guys like Diesel and Booker T and like all these older wrestlers, and then I think in 2014 is when they did it. Instead of just having Batista come back, they announced Batista was coming back. Like, and I think it is about buy rates and ratings and shit like that they haven't announced that cody's gonna be in the rumble but you know cody's gonna be in the rumble right they kind of want to tell you without telling you but i mean just fucking like like last year we were there like i know it was a big deal because she was champion of impact but imagine like the fucking shock value fucking mickey james hardcore country hits when she's the impact champion 
you're at the Royal Rumble and she comes walking down the fucking aisle. You know, imagine 2014. Imagine people in the ring and Batista comes out. Nobody's going to turn on him because he's going to win because they want Daniel Bryan. They're going to be excited that fucking Batista's there. When the motherfucker's getting his ass kicked in the ring. I've been talking about this for years. They stopped by the fucking gorilla position. Hit my, hit my music. Track 13. And then they wait on their fucking song to come on before they come help their buddy out. When I was watching wrestling at its peak in like the 90s, Sting and Hogan and Macho Man fighting the Dungeon of Doom, right? The Dungeon of Doom would be in the ring beating the fuck out of Hogan. And out of nowhere, you would just see Sting and Macho Man come sliding under the bottom. You would hear the crowd right pop when they come running down and then on tv you just see them slide under the bottom rope and start whooping ass and it was like you was fucking hyped when the motherfucker hit their music you're like oh that ain't who i wanted to come out like you got time to react when they just come out you ain't got no time to react you're like oh shit look who it is it's just it's too commercial that's pretty much what it comes down to and like even going back to i remember like i was like Barely in high school, watching like the 2002 Royal Rumble. This is probably like the last time I got like surprise pop, like when Mr. Perfect came out. I'm like, oh shit. That pop, I mean, yeah. You don't yeah, really they see don't, a lot of surprises like that. They don't do the shit anymore, and I, I don't know why, but. um, But no, before we move on though, but going back to Cody, for some reason, like you said, like, Something about him, I, I don't think. I think fans will turn on him quick because a little bit of him seems a little bit fake. Like he's trying to do this like grassroots. My dad wants me to win it, but then you'll see him with his own bus. He got his own custom suits. Like that's not a man of the people, right? And then the whole little fake crying. Like I'm so sick of seeing Cody fucking cry on TV. Like that shit only yeah. works so many times. Yeah, facts. I need my older brother. Shut the fuck up, Cody. <laughs> y'all, sitting, y'all sitting there bleeding together. Nobody want to hear that shit. I need my older brother to fight the young bucks of all people. You don't need nobody to fight the young bucks. You do that shit by yourself. Just beat up Matt. Nick was just standing there and hurt himself. Yeah, that that white meat baby face will work but so long before the fans start turning on him. And then they're going to have to find out a way to like spice it up a little bit like Seth Rollins, for example, he got the music and these outlandish outfits. Yeah. And then fans went back on Seth Rollins' side. So, I also think Cody's moveset leads you to not like him also. Like, his finishing move isn't that good. That fucking jump off the rope uh, RKO he does, I don't really like. Like, he's got some good moves, and he's got some shit where it's just like, I can't, I can't fucking get behind this. Like, ain't nobody going to stand there. And watch your ass with that fucking fluorescent ass hair jump off the fucking rope backwards and catch you. Like, do a power move or something. Like, do either or. You can't do both. I don't know. It's just, again, it's gonna. this sounds weird because I like Cody. Like, Cody's one of my favorites. But I do recognize he's unlikable as hell, really. if When they turn on him, they're going to fucking turn on him. Next thing you know, he sucks at wrestling. He's not good at promos. Like, they're going to shit all over Cody when they turn on him. Once, once they turn on him, he's he's taking his ass right back to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna keep keep bouncing back and forth between federations until they learn how to fucking respect them. Hey, who did that? Jeff Jarrett did it. Like he was bouncing yeah, that back. Motherfucker, he's everywhere. I, I saw that motherfucker at breakfast at uh, in Winston Salem when I was there for WrestleCade. He's hanging out with Mister Hughes, eating eggs and shit. Yeah, you know I work for AEW now. Some bitch almost. That? Yeah, he he was telling that to Mister Hughes. Mister Hughes was 
giving him a pitch about like training and shit like that. He said, "You got any gigs, Jeff?" Jeff said, "Yeah, I work for AEW." <laughs> Was this was this before he uh, debuted? No, no, no. This was right after. This was literally like a week or two after. Uh, I'm just sitting there trying to get my fucking omelet. This motherfucker stay with a job, man. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, I don't like him. He got to be the smartest guy in wrestling. Like he always finds somebody to pay him money, even when people don't want to see him. Like talk about go away heat. That's all people say Jeff Jarrett has, but he still fucking gets paid. Like. He got some dirt on somebody. He got some pictures of like Tony Khan doing some coke or Triple H. <laughs> he got pictures. Of, he got them all in a circle. Like they all in a circle doing shit together, <laughs> and he just fucking bounces back and forth. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, real quick before we go to break, we'll talk Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Ooh. So I I'll just say this. Osprey versus Omega, so fucking good. And I'm not even into the fucking flippy dippy shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm one. I like the heavyweights, right? I like give me two big motherfuckers just beating the dog shit at each other. Nobody's jumping up doing a drop kick. Like give me just two big heavy. But these motherfuckers, these boys put on the show. Hey, I give that Matt. How many uh, stars that Dave Meltzer have? Like seven. I think I'll he said like eight. six and three quarters or some shit yeah. like that. I'll give it seven stars. That match was a fucking banger. The only shitty part about that match was that Omega won. That pissed me off. But I think I think they're trying to set up some shit where like they'll probably have like another forbidden door this summer. Yeah. yeah. And then Osprey gets the belt back. So I don't mind seeing part two in in America. Did they face each other like when they fought in AEW? That 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 part when they were like in the, the trios, but did yeah. they cause Osprey, I know Osprey was there, like, but he was like not what he is now. When uh, Omega was still Bullet Club, so I don't know if they faced each other back then. On the on the New Japan website, on the preview, it said Omega was one and zero versus Osprey. So I don't know when the first match happened, but Omega's beat Omega's two and zero versus him now. But that match was was really dope. Um, Jay what, White loses. Oh my bad. Like, what were the, what were some of the spots that you liked in the in the match? I liked, <laughs> I liked Omega putting his head through the table. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm just like a violent motherfucker, I guess. That was good. Um, I like. There's a. I'm a real big person that like you have to sell in wrestling, right? Like I can't mm-hmm. watch you get hit with all this shit and then you get up. But there is a point in these New Japan matches where one guy will hit something and the other guy's falling and he'll hit something. There was a point where they were doing that back and forth, and it was just like this. This is fucking good, like Osprey bleeding everywhere. Um, yeah, when uh, when uh, Omega hit that top rope DDT. Yeah, Osprey hitting <laughs> Osprey taking his elbow pad off repeatedly, hitting that fucking that elbow to the face and the back of the head and shit. Like that shit looked vicious. Um, who hit the Who hit the Styles Clash? Somebody hit the Styles Clash. Osprey hit it on Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was dope. Uh, what was it? They're going back and forth, back and forth, and then somebody turned into a power bomb. That was dope. They were yeah, like they going just, into they, the strike fest. They just beat the shit out of each other. Um, but the, on, the only other two or three things, Tom and Tonga won the title, so that was good. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay White lost to Okada, and I was wrong. I said if Okada had shorts on, he was going to get beat. He did have shorts on. 
and he fucking won. Mm. What do you think about that, man? I feel like how can you follow the Omega Osprey? It was good. Don't get me wrong. You can't. But it wasn't. It it's like up to... it's obviously not on the same level, but. Hogan versus Rock should have been the main event, even though it wasn't the world title match. And then Jericho and Triple H came out there and wrestled for 30 minutes and nobody gave a fuck because they just blew their fucking load on Hogan versus Rock. Now, Hogan versus Rock, awful fucking match. Watch that shit on mute. You're like, this is garbage. But you turn the crowd noise on to it. It's one of the best matches you'll ever watch. Then you follow it up with Chris Jericho and Triple H that nobody really gives a shit about. Not that nobody gave a shit about Okada and Jay White, but... They just spent 30 minutes watching Omega and Osprey just, like, destroy it. Like, you can't follow it. I'm sorry. You can't. I, I think this is where booking comes to play. I feel like you should hot shot it and get the crowd stuck, pumped up, fired up from the get-go. Put Omega and Osprey on first. Yeah. they. I remember uh, they did that a lot with Becky when she was the man. Instead of having her main event the show, because the men would main event it, her music would be the first music you hear on the fucking pay per view, and everybody would get hyped. I think that's a, I think that's a good idea. But also they they build it as the co main event, and New Japan is traditional as fuck. Like they do everything the way you're quote unquote supposed to do it. I guess so. It, it sucks. And get into a little bit into that. Like I know it's tradition over there, but like I know the COVID too. But like the the crowd is like so docile. I mean, kind of well, takes away from it. I'm not a big New Japan watcher, but like the crowd energy wasn't quite there. You know, they haven't been cheering for two years, right? Like they told them, "You can come. You better not say a motherfucking thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> we kick your motherfucking ass out of here. I don't want to hear nothing." And so now everybody's probably still, I don't know, they're probably still scared to fucking cheer, you know? Um, yeah. And speaking of scared to cheer, were they scared when fucking uh, Mercedes Monet came out there? Because it was quiet as shit. They probably they probably never seen a black face in their life. Oh, come on. They, they had fucking <laughs> black world champions over there. I'm just fucking with you. But, I mean, yeah, that was, that was like... Female very, blackface, you might be right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That, yeah, that was very mid mid reaction. What do you think about her whole debut? I dug it. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, you know, there's the whole thing about the move being fucked up, but I mean, clearly you can see Kyrie Sane was the one who fucked that up. But my thing is, if you're gonna debut in another country in another promotion when you're the talk of the town. Why are you going to try some complicated-ass finishing move like that? Just do a regular DDT. You don't have to do all this fucking reverse double-arm hook, spin around, catch your head, and all that shit. Yeah, it's easy to do that when you're doing it with fucking uh, Brian Kendrick, you know? Kyrie Sane just wrestled a whole fucking match. Now you want her to fucking swing around you like one of them fucking TikTok videos? That shit ain't going to work. And it didn't. What's wrong with the bank statement? Just let her fucking turn around and hit her with the backstabber. Boom, bam, pow. And then you call her a bitch. But instead, you try this fucking convoluted-ass move. Now everybody's shitting on you on the internet. Yeah. Making me sometimes... look bad. <laughs> hey, sometimes it's just better to keep it simple, stupid. But also, like, it's also the neck bears. She bossed the move. All right. Man. Take your fat ass and get into the ring and try it. Take your fat ass and just get into the ring. 
I promise you won't be able to. Climbing through the ropes is harder than you think, EJ. (laughs) I I took a picture in the ring at WrestleMania one year. I almost fell trying to get in the ring. I was like, oh, shit, the ropes are bigger than you think they are, and they're higher up. I'd love to see some of these big son bitches try to get in the ring. Yeah, shit happened, but yeah. Uh, what uh, what do you think? I know she she has a match in it's the New Japan in the U.S. It's February, yeah. right? San Francisco, February eighteenth, I believe. Um, you can watch it on Fight TV. I'll be watching. Um, but the big before they get there tomorrow night. AEW. Pay. I'm sorry. Soraya has picked her partner as Tony Storm, and when we come back from break, I'm gonna tell you why I don't think that was a good idea. But that's when we come back from break. Uh, EJ, one, two, three, four, five, or six. Let's go four. You ain't gonna like four. <laughs> it's R. Kelly. <laughs> it ain't R. Kelly. It's an R. Kelly fucking mix. We'll do six. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. I can't wait till I get you on for good looking. Going out so hot, just like an oven. And I will burn myself. I just had to touch it. But it's so fine. It's so mine. Hey, baby. We don't mind all the watching. Cause if it's sudden close, real close, they might learn something. And he ain't nothing but a little doozy when he does it. But you're so fine tonight. And as long as you got your suit and tie, I'ma leave it all on the floor tonight. And you got fixed up to the nines. Let me show you a few things. All pressed up in black and white. And I'm dressed in Love is swinging in the air tonight. Let me show you a few things. Let me show you a few things. Show you a few things about love. While we're in the swing of love, let me show you a few things. I'll show you a few things about love. Stop and let me get a good look at you. So fly, now I know why, oh, you fit Now it's so sick, can you get me hooked like a habit? But it's alright, cause you're all mine. Now I go on to show who I call daddy. I guess they're just mad cause they just wish they had it. Ooh, my killer, my thriller, oh yeah, you're a classic. Welcome back, Boot to the Face, episode 209, Chris Rucker, EJ Reed, here on twitch.tv slash boot to the face. Again, powered by fullpresscoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. They will tell you all you need to know about the NFL Playoff Super Wildcard Weekend, which me and EJ will be predicting a little later. But for now... Let's talk AEW tomorrow night. Soraya's teaming with 
Drum roll, please. Never mind. Tony Storm. Um, she picked Tony Storm whilst Tony and Sheeta were on each side of her. And they overdid this because we all know what's going to happen, right? Like, Sheeta's going to go Tanya Harden on fucking Tony Storm. And Sasha's going to come help her. That's what that's what that's what's gonna happen, right? Of course. Um, what would be better is if they didn't do that. They made you think that was wasn't gonna happen. Tony and Britt, uh, Tony and Soraya have the match versus Britt and Jamie Hayter. Then Sasha comes out when everybody thinks that she's not. I wouldn't have Sheeta attack her because it's gonna be so fucking predictable. I I I think wrestling just doesn't know how to do surprises anymore. Well, wait, wait, hold on. It hasn't happened yet. Like, what if they, like, wrestle the whole match and then Mercedes comes out? That's what I'm saying. That may, that may still happen. <laughs> like, you think that, you think Mercedes is going to actually wrestle a match or you think that they're going to? I don't think she's going to wrestle until uh, she wrestles Kyrie Sane in, in San Francisco. Um, so, so I'm a little bit, conf- I'm a little bit confused. So you, you think that she's gonna tie your heart? You think? Uh... No, I'm saying I, th- I think that's what they're gonna do. That's the plan for it. I still don't think she's gonna wrestle. I think she's gonna come out and they're gonna get into a big brawl. I don't think she's actually gonna wrestle on AEW tomorrow. Oh, uh, so you think it's not gonna be an actual match? You think no, I, I think it's just gonna be a big brouhaha with fucking Sheeta, Jamie Hayter, Britt, all jumping on Soraya, Soraya, which you know. Everybody likes to see Saray get her ass kicked, or is it just me? Like, I don't mind it. I, yeah, I don't I'm just not a fan. Saray, I I feel like she's just she thinks she's way better and way more important than she is. Like in the grand scheme of women's wrestling, like okay, you debuted on Raw and won the title. Whoop the fucking do. So did Gail Kim. So did fucking uh, who else debuted and won? Fucking Shelton Benjamin then, debuted and won, beat Triple H. Then uh. Santino win like the IC yeah he title. won the IC title you don't see him going around fucking I just want to train the younger people you're fucking 27 shut up How yeah she? Just, I'm not but uh, she's just neutral in my book like I'm not a fan but like yeah it's, it's whatever but uh don't you think like it's a possibility like they actually have the match and they try to swerve you if Tony Khan maybe has some sense booking like and then in Monet Mercedes come out after the match just to swerve people that might be a possibility still that's what I that's what I was saying I was saying they should just wrestle the match and then have some shit jump off and have her come out but I think it's just going to be predictable Sheeta's going to attack her either going to the ring or backstage Saray's not going to have a partner they're going to be whooping her ass and then Mercedes is going to come out what would be great I know we're overbooking this what would be great is if Mercedes came out and fucking turned on Soraya. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Only reason is because AEW fans are too smart for their liking. I feel like if they had the actual match go on, I feel like they'd try to hijack it and start chanting Mercedes the whole match and like hijack it. So I think I think you're right. I think they're gonna come out with some like Tanya Harden shit and then the match not even happen. Shout out to uh, Necro Eric for the follow. Appreciate that. He wants to know if we watched uh, any West Coast Pro, Noah, or GCW this weekend. I didn't, but I heard Jericho showed up at, uh, not GCW. He showed up at uh, 
PWG, wasn't it? Which one does Master P own? Yeah, I didn't know Master P owned a. You know, Master Master P bought uh, was it GCW Master P bought? Fuck, I can't remember which one he bought. He bought one of them a while ago, and Jericho showed up uh over the weekend to one of them. I could uh, just be making that up. I got the hookup. <laughs> <laughs> I could just be making that up, but I'm pretty sure Jericho showed up at like GCW or uh, PWG or GCW. Isn't that the that's the one where my boy with with no teeth does right? Uh, uh Nick Nick Gage. Or, yeah, or? that's GCW. PWG. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, PWG Battle of Los Angeles was also this weekend, but only if you were live. They got their stuff not published for like six months. Um, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, that's where like everybody came from out in mm-hmm. California. Uh, but yeah, Master P bought a fucking wrestling promotion like a year or so ago, maybe longer than that. He's not like out front like talking about it, but he bought it. Hey, let's talk about how much Master P is embedded in the culture. This motherfucker was in WCW back in the day with the, right <laughs> with the No Limit Soldiers. It was trash, but it, he was still there. <laughs> then he went and played for the fucking. Then he went and played for the Hornets. Played with the Hornets, released a movie. I got the hookup, a hood classic. <laughs> yeah, big time. Master P is like, I feel like we don't give Master P his flowers the way we should. Just sitting here talking about it, like. He's corny as hell now, but back in the day, like, Master P was the guy. Hey, give this man his flower. He got Lil Romeo. He put his son on, Lil Romeo. Yeah. <laughs> Joey DeLorme says he was there when he tried out for the Nuggets. Yeah, he ended up, did he play D-League or did he play? Did he actually play for the Hornets? He he played preseason with the Hornets and he played preseason with the the Raptors. And, like, he said it was some, like, back pop. Backstage politics that prevented them from like. Well, my my man, you was also like forty two trying out for a fucking NBA team <laughs> when you haven't been a pro athlete before. You know, like I don't think it was politics. Might have been skill level. Yeah, uh, he was still in his thirties, but yeah, but still, he's like he said. I was watching some like No Limit document documentary on a uh, BET, and he was like somebody asked him to carry his bags like a veteran. He's like, Nah, I'm yeah. doing that shit, man. I'm. Worth millions. I ain't carrying your bag. Oh, hazing him. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I could see him. I could see him not taking that too well. I could also see somebody being like, "I'm about to get Master P to carry my fucking bags." Watch. Yeah, he said, "Nah, nah, bro, bro." <laughs> yeah. Um, power rankings, EJ. Mm. Did you do your homework? I've been waiting for this since last week. This is our first power rankings of 2023, ladies and gentlemen. I wish I'd have had music, but I don't. But uh, that's coming soon. Though. We'll get some music for it. Yeah, I, I've been doing a whole lot of uh, I've been doing a whole lot of shit. Like I got some. You should know your role and shut <laughs> your mouth. You know, I got one later for Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> When we talk about her later. <laughs> but let's do the power rankings. Um, first one of 2023. So we're starting with a clean fucking slate. We'll do it from five to one, EJ. Uh, I'll, you right. can go first or. Yeah, you just want to do back and forth. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Five, five, four, four. All right. So power rankings for the year of. 2023 in the year of our Lord. 
I'm gonna go with Ms. J. Carlisle. J. Cargill, number five for EJ. I'm gonna write yours down. J. Cargill, my bad. Pronounced her last name incorrectly. J. Cargill. So she started off the week with a tag team match. What was it? Her, her versus uh, Sky Blue. Yeah, her and uh, her and Layla Gray versus Sky Blue and and Red Velvet. Or no, Red, Red, Red. Sky Blue and uh, Kira Hogan. Kara Hogan, there we go. Kara Boy, that's a, that's that was, a, that's a team you can get behind right there. <laughs> yeah, you can get behind <laughs> in many many di- many different ways. But I digress. Uh, that match was decent, but on Friday on Rampage, she had the match of her life against Sky Blue. Have you ever seen uh Jade match that clean? Like in the transition they did to finish it. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I did watch the match. I was watching it uh Saturday morning. While I was at the gym on the elliptical, and yeah, it was probably the best Jade match I've seen. It was fire. And then what I, what I told you last week, I said Sky Blue is the one to watch for this year. Yeah, so. you picked her as uh, you picked her as one of your up and coming. Exactly. So yeah, that's my number five power ranking. I'm gonna tell you something. Here in week one of 2023, during the power rankings, you will never see my list do this again. I do not have one woman on my list. Hey man, hey, and that's caught, crazy because I'm a, I'm a big been, women's wrestling fan. Hey, you just being fair, like you're not showing bias towards the women. You just call it like you see it. It wasn't a lot of uh, it wasn't a lot of women's wrestling on TV this past week. It was more like more like storyline shit everywhere. Jade wrestled twice, but other than that, like you know, I can't just I can't put Tony Storm on here just because she's on Instagram fucking doing. Uh, deadlifts, you know. <laughs> what about what about Charlotte? She defended against Sonya in that impromptu match on SmackDown. Again, like I said, there wasn't a lot of women's <laughs> wrestling on TV this week. Uh, my number five, and 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 I did this strictly on not wrestling. I did this strictly on entertainment. This motherfucker stole the show last night. Prison Mike himself. Dominic. <laughs> hey, I dig it, man. Hey, he's the MVP of Raw. I don't care what y'all marks say out there. He's the MVP of Raw. The tear drop. The, who he, the had the, he had the he had the cholo gear on last night with the yeah, yeah. <laughs> had his little one button flannel on, and then uh, he ended up winning. They get a title shot. Um, who the hell is Tiffany Stratton? I ain't never seen her before. She, oh uh, man. Spoiler, spoiler alert. She's the, the daddy's little rich girl, blonde chick. Uh, Necro Eric says Dom's one of the top heels of the past year in wrestling easily. I, you know, he's got he's got his own little niche, right? Like, he's not Roman or uh, MJF or anybody like that, but he definitely, he's got the heat on him that they don't have where people just don't like him automatically. And now people are coming around. Like I, I think more people are respecting fucking, I don't know if he fucking did it on purpose. I don't know if they're writing good shit for him. Or he just got really good comedic timing, but the dude makes me laugh at least three times. Every time he's on screen, every time. It's one of the only reasons why I like rock keeps my attention. Like Donald's my guy. <laughs> yeah. The pin changes me. Maybe so, different animal. He, well, uh, he said, 
He said he somebody tried him. He was on the top bunk bed and <laughs> <laughs> he, he mushed dude in the face. And then you got Kevin Patrick talking about. I heard he was only in fucking county jail for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Corey Graves. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do this like the snake draft. Um, so I'll I'll do mine next. We'll we'll go back and forth with. Joey Stillman says Dominic is way better at being like Eddie than Ray. I wonder why. <laughs> hey. Something about an that? apple in a tree. Hey, hey, nobody ever released a DNA test. We still need to see those docs. Yeah. They definitely didn't have a DNA on the poll test or match. <laughs> but I mean hey. he he does the fucking he does the frog splash way better than he does the six one nine. That's all I'm saying. That's all he's saying. Uh my so, number four. My number four yeah. pick, EJ, opened up AEW last week by beating Chris Jericho. And I think this dude is on a roll. And I think a year from now, he'll be the one to take the title off MJF. And that is Ricky Starks. Mm, I like that. Hey, Ricky Starks is like an example of how you do it right and like organically building somebody up. I mean, he came out with uh, the Team Taz. And they got booed, and he organically got himself over. So I like that pick. And yeah. uh, the, the crowd just digs Ricky Stark. I dig him too. But uh, about that though, you think you think uh, MJF at the end of the year? You think he signed an extension, or you think his contract really is up at the end of the nah, year? That motherfucker ain't going anywhere. He definitely ain't going anywhere now with all the news that happened this week. <laughs> we'll get if if anything, he should have fucking signed because now Tony Tony Khan is gonna lowballing. Like now I'm only giving you this much. If you don't, if you don't want this much, you can go on over to WWE. Let's see how long that shit lasts. Yeah, but I I agree. I I feel like you gotta like do long term booking and get Ricky Starks to get that belt off of MJF eventually. Uh, so for number four, I have. Mr. Brian Danielson, uh, but he he had a match against uh, Tony Tony Nice on yep. Tony Nice on uh, Wednesday, and he doubled back. BCC versus Top Flight with a fucking banger. Another team I said last week that's gonna be on the radar for twenty uh, twenty three. So I got Brian Danielson coming in at number four on my list. Can't argue with D. Brian. Who's your number three? Number three. This guy under Vince's uh, helm. Oh I feel boy. like he's been started and stopped, started and stopped, and now that he's under Triple H, then he's finally getting that push. Like, you had everybody cheering for him on Monday night. I got Otis? Mr. Not Otis, but I got Mr. Kevin Owens. Oh. Yeah, KO's the guy. Number uh, he he uh on a Friday he got a title shot for the undisputed championship at Royal Rumble. Then Monday, <laughs> wait, a... wait, wait, talking about that. Roman was so fucking funny on Friday. He <laughs> oh, said, yeah, that, "People talking about we cool. lost. I didn't lose. Sammy lost." Sammy lost. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny. I don't know why I laughed so hard at that. He said, "I didn't lose. Sammy lost." Roman is a natural heel. I don't know why they fought it for so many years, but Man. yeah, SmackDown was gold. That whole uh, segment at the beginning, and I have KO because he got the title shot. Then on Monday he had a random match 
Boy, Baron Colbrand kicked his ass. Not doing. So he gets my number three position. Uh, my number three is the greatest tag team in the world right now, the Usos. I don't need oh. to talk about it. That's why. And mainly Jay Uso because Jimmy's just kind of there. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, my number, number two. Three? My number two is your new TNT champion. <laughs> Darby Got Allen. It. Talk about it. Darby, uh, the match with him and Joe, you know, they've been building Joe up to be this destroyer. And I don't know about you. I didn't think Darby had a shot in hell. And I don't really like Darby, but he smoked that match on on Wednesday last week. And I was watching the very end of it, and he went up top to do the coffin drop the second time. I said, Joe's about to catch his ass in the clutch. Watch. I thought Joe was going to pivot his body and catch him and make him tap. Nope. Beat his ass clean in the middle of the ring, clean as a whistle. After that pep talk Sting gave him last week, Sting's – did you see that shit? Have you have you seen that uh that little interview? So I yeah, mean, I saw it. I saw it. Sting would have talked to me like that. I probably could have beat Samoa Joe. <laughs> That's why Sting is a legend and in my top three of all time. And Undertaker's a piece of shit. I've never been a big Undertaker fan, but that's for a different he, show. Because he sucks. That's why. <laughs> overrated. But yeah, that that's crazy. Like I'll show you my phone, like because I wrote I wrote my picks down, but. At my number two pick, I have Darby Allen because <laughs> <laughs> just because he went back to back. Yeah, Wednesday he did the match. He won the title belt, and I don't want to go off a tangent, but as far as like all the mess that AEW went through last year and the messy booking, and I feel like WWE was booked better. One saving grace for AEW is how hot the crowd is. The yeah, I was so hot for that main event, and that's why that's what draws me to AEW is how hot the fans are and. They were they popped big for that uh, main event. So, and then he doubled back and defended it against uh, Mike 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 Bennett. Mike Bennett, on, uh, yeah, yeah, Mike Bennett on Friday. So that's why he got my number two position. I they did they did a really good job with uh, logistics. Also, I mean, they went to Darby's hometown. And, mm-hmm. and had one thing him, in uh, WWE, you're not gonna win in your hometown in WWE. Right. WWE, so they they win. went to his hometown. The crowd was over like a motherfucker. So. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think the the crowd makes such a big difference, especially in AEW, which is why I like watching uh like Necro Erics in the chat talking about all these smaller promotions. Like the one good thing about those, even though the wrestling isn't as good, is how into it the crowd is. Um, so the crowd definitely makes a big difference. Who's your number one? We flip flop. I had I got Usos at number one. Them defending it, the belt against uh. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus on Friday, longest reigning champs. So I had to show the champs love, and then they've been invading uh, Raw every week. So I got Usos as number one on my list. My number one is uh, the only guy on here that didn't win this past week. Weird, right? Like, how can you have a number <laughs> one? But my number one on power rankings is Will Ospreay. This yeah. dude came to fucking play versus Omega. I I had like I had them as an honorable mention because I just had him slash Omega as honorable mentions just because that match. I mean, early candidate for match of the year. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, NXT's got some thoroughbred women on their fucking roster. 
Every time I look up, it's just like, it's like watching, it's like watching BT uncut back in the day. <laughs> tip, drill, <laughs> tip drill with Nelly with the car. Yeah, it's like, what the hell's <laughs> going? What am I watching? Did I did my fucking? You know, I'm doing that IPTV. I couldn't tell if like maybe I changed the channel to the other channel and I didn't know about it or something. Like, sheesh. Uh, Necro Eric says, yeah, it was match of the year until that Iron Man match the next night on Wrestle Open. Um, but yeah, Osprey. This dude is just so good. It, I'm not going to say it sucks he's in Japan, but it sucks he's in Japan. I, I don't see him more. Um, who knows how long that'll last. Like, Rumor has it Jay White's contract with Japan is up soon, and he's on his way to America somewhere. I'm, I, I like Jay White, but I, I give me Will Ospreay over Jay Wright. I'll say it for you. It sucks that he's in Japan. Like, He's an English-speaking dude, so... In order to take that next level, you got to come to America or go to the UK or go to somewhere where people can get familiar with you. It's it's great to get like your respect and get your chops and get that ring time in Japan. But if you want to take that next level and be a superstar, you got to come to the US, whether it's AEW or WWE. Yeah. Um, so that's our power rankings. We'll see how much that changes next week. Um, I'm pretty sure mine will change next week because on Friday night, EJ, I'm going to mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling here in Atlanta to see uh, the last Mickey rodeo, James. Mickey versus Jordan. Gra- if Mickey Mickey James gets retired by Jordan Grace, of of all fucking people, Jordan Grace retires Mickey James. Like, I, I thought Jordan I, Grace was your girl. I, I thought you were a big Jordan Grace fan. I would. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> she's alright, but I, you know. She stepped back a little bit from how annoying she was on social media a couple of years ago. So that's a thing. But just, ugh. You talk about them backing themselves into a corner. And it's just me as a fan. I don't know who I would have Mickey lose to. I, I'd bring Trish Stratus back. Have her lose to, Tr- or have her lose to Victoria or somebody like that from her past. I wouldn't have any of these fucking women that are out there wrestling in Impact right now beat her because they're not going to do anything with them. You can't just... You can't just retire Mickey James and then go back to the mid card, you know? Like, she's the biggest woman in that company's history. Impact can't afford no fucking Trish Stratus, but Man, I like bro, the one night, idea. One night only, or get Melina in there to retire. Somebody like that. Um, yeah. Necro Eric has a question. He says, How do you guys feel Mercedes will fare in Japan? She's going to have Kyrie, Kyrie not hit her too hard like normal. I don't think Sasha can take those stardom type all Japan women. I feel like if she couldn't take it, she wouldn't go. Yeah, I feel like she's been over there. I heard she's been training some. She'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I find I I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers going. I don't watch a lot of stardom and shit like that, so I I don't know if they do strong style over there the way the men do. I'm guessing they do by by your question, but I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think she'll be fine. If anything, she's the one that hurts people. People don't hurt her. <laughs> and she hurts herself. <laughs> she always looks like she her. hurts herself. Yeah, and then she gets right <laughs> back up. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So let's let's take a quick break, and when we come back, no, you know what? Let's get into Vince McMahon. Then we'll take a break, and we'll predict the NFL Super Wild Card weekend, and we'll get the hell out of here. Um. The news about. This Vince McMahon stuff is just cr- like I don't know how much of it you've been paying attention to EJ, but like he forced his way back in. He's trying to sell the company now. 
Uh, he brought back two board members and three board members resigned. Two of those board members were the ones that fucking investigated him on him. So they were like, well, I'm fucking out of here. They want him to pay back the money that he had to spend in order to investigate. And he's fucking hardballing on that. He claims he isn't going to fuck with creative. He's going to leave that alone. And then right when everything calms down out of nowhere, right before the show starts, fucking Stephanie resigns. Peace out. Yeah. Eric. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the, the feedback in the chat. Um, just, <laughs> I, we were talking about the rock earlier. I don't think the rock comes back now. Rock is like super polished dude. I don't think he would want his name tied up for messiness like that. Rock's got a lot of negative publicity on him right now for how he's acting in Hollywood. Not acting like on screen, but like the whole Black Adam thing, how he went above people's heads to go get this green lit and then it failed. Um, I think that might lead him to be a little bit more trepidatious about coming back to WWE while Vince is in charge. Like, he's got to be really careful with what he attaches his name to now. You know, he's got all these other businesses to make money. He doesn't need to come back. Um, I don't think he comes back. Money talks and bullshit walks. I think if the money's right and I don't, I think he just doesn't want to leave it behind. Like he did with the, the torn. He tore everything in his body. Yeah. With the John Cena match. And that was 10 years ago. Motherfucker's yeah. 50 now. I think, I don't know. It's a lot to unpack with this. I think the Vince might like cause pause for the rock to come back, but it's a lot of other factors that this Vince, this whole Vince might make a domino effect with. Yeah. Like selling the fucking company. Apparently that's why he's back. Um, my stupid ass got rid of all my WWE stock like four or five months ago. And now the shit like doubled. This would have been a great time to offload it. Um, it's just the Stephanie resigning thing today. Yeah, that's like a whole new bombshell. What do you think about what's the deal behind that? I didn't even have a chance to really think about the implications behind that. I think her whole statement she put out was bullshit. I've I've watched Suits, okay, on TNT. I've watched all these fucking <laughs> corporate drama TV shows. Like I know a thing or two about the boardroom. That's bullshit. She didn't go back to be with her family. They had a thing. She said, if you come back, I'm quitting. And he said, fine. Put out a statement and say you're going to go be back with your kids again now that everybody else is back. And that was basically what she said. Because remember, if you remember, she stepped away a couple years ago or about a year ago. And then when Vince got in trouble, she came back. And now she's saying, well, now that everything's in good hands again, now that my dad's back in charge, I can go back home. No, he made you go home. Just like he made those other two people quit. Like, this is a hostile takeover. And shit's going to hit the fan, man. Like we could, we could not see a change in WWE, like on screen or a year from now, there could be no more WWE. Like, I think it's that fucking big. I think you're dealing with a billionaire that's used to getting his way and throwing his dick on the table all the time. The fucking feds come after him. Steroids. He beats that. All these people come about him at sexual allegations. He beats that. Like, he keeps winning, and now he's not winning. Now he's sitting at home for six months watching everybody talk about how great Triple H is, and they're so glad he's gone, and he's throwing a fucking hissy fit right now. 
Vets can just not leave well enough alone. Like like you said, he seen the company be prosperous without him. Uh, everybody's praising Triple H, and what the they said the company was most profitable like last year. Basically, the second half without him, and he's like he just can't sit on his hands still. He's the biggest eagle maniac of all time, so. He just strong arm his way back into it. And I'm a glass empty, glass full type person. Like, I feel like, you know, they released the, the information saying that he's not going to deal with the creative. So I got a feeling like it's not doom and gloom like people have uh, reported out there. Like, oh, it's going to go back to way. No, I don't think it is. But who goes to say that, like, when he's in these boardrooms, like, uh, Triple H has WrestleMania mapped out. Uh, Vince could be like, ah, we think we should go in a different direction because this will be more marketable for the sale of the company. We need to have the profits as much as it can be. So he might do coherent, switch things up here and there, like behind the scenes that we don't know about. So I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I just feel like we got to watch it play out. The best thing I heard about this was Vince is the uh, chairman, right? He's He's the CEO of WWE. You know who the CEO answers to? The board of directors. You know who's in charge of the board of directors? Vince. <laughs> There's nobody that can check him. Like yeah, he can, he can do whatever he wants. He's a shareholder and he's a, like a CEO. I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. And like you said, like it could be nothing. It could be the company keeps thriving. Or it could be like they sell a company. It'd be NBC owns it. The company, like NBC decides that they don't want to fuck with wrestling right (laughs) like you know fucking wcw was owned by ted turner and all them they merged Mm -hmm. with aol and aol was like we don't give a fuck about wrestling anymore and next thing you know vince bought that shit for like 2.3 million or some shit like that Mm -hmm. wcw was the number one company in the world like two years before that and they got sold for fucking vince bought that shit for a dry and a ham sandwich right for how much fucking i think they they probably gave away less than the Cowboys got for Amari Cooper. Oh, it definitely. Did. But yeah, I I don't really know what's going on. And then like like you said, the Stephanie bombshell. Like, I think we just have to see how this plays over the next year or the next few months. Yeah, uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back. We'll do our NFL picks for uh, Super Wild Card Weekend here. Boot to the face. Welcome back 
the fuck is that? Oh, it was you? <laughs> I, I don't know. Welcome back, uh, Boot to the Face, episode 209. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Uh, you can go there for all your sporting wants and needs, including this weekend's NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, where the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, Bills, Dolphins, Cowboys, Bucks, Vikings, Giants, San Francisco, and the Seahawks all will play each other with Philadelphia and Kansas City getting first round buys. It is going to be a good weekend of football. Speaking of football, EJ, mm-hmm. you thought you were going to get away from this, didn't you? You didn't think we were going to talk about what took place last night, did you, EJ? Nah, I didn't. You know what I'm talking about, EJ? Last night was the national championship. Pee Wee versus Varsity. (laughs) You know, a lot of people were like, man, that game was boring last night. I turned it off. It's always boring when it's not your team doing the ass whooping. Like, if you don't have a dog in a fight, and somebody's just beating the shit out of the other team. You're like, yeah, this is boring. I was having the time of my life watching it. Georgia hasn't won since the year I was born. And now they've won two in a row. Like, it's fun. Um, And now we need the Cowboys to do that because they haven't won since fucking 1995. But uh, Georgia Bulldogs, congratulations. Two-time national champions. Um, EJ, in case y'all don't know, I'm a Bulldog fan. EJ's a South Carolina fan. Uh, that's why he's looking at the camera like that right now. Uh, you know, hold on. Let's do this. There we go. Y'all see his face? See how, see how annoyed he looks right now? Just disgusted with the Georgia Bulldogs being two-time defending national champions. You know, if they don't lose to Alabama last year, they, they're like 34-0 the last two years. Crazy. Um, let's talk Super Wild Card Weekend, EJ. I don't have the line, so we're just going to pick. You got Jacksonville hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. I didn't even know the Chargers made the playoffs. Like, they were quietly a playoff team and shit. Like, I haven't heard shit about Justin Herbert this year. They were low-key under the radar because they sit in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Um, You got I'm going to take the Chargers because I think Jacksonville basically is only there because Tennessee choked. Like, Tennessee was 7-3 and three <laughs> and then lost seven games in a row. They lost their quarterback. King Henry was out a couple games. Like, yeah. Give me Duval. I, give me Jacksonville. I used to live there three years. They got a small, warm spot in my heart. I just think they're going to get the upset. Uh, that arena is going to be rocking. Everybody's going to go out to Jack's Beach afterwards. So give me sunshine. I don't know if you can see the chat. Joe DeLorme wants to know if Spencer's eligible to play next year. If so, South Carolina will be better. He's eligible, but it's all about what his agent says. I mean, if his agent wants him to go to the draft, he'll be He'll get drafted probably seventh round at best, I think. He needs to come back and get another year in his belt, I think. Being biased, though. 
But we'll see. Uh, Cincinnati hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Is Lamar Jackson playing? I was about to ask you the same thing. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I think yeah, I think Cincinnati's going to beat their ass either way. I don't think it matters. And if he does play, he'll be rusty. Joe Cool, number 2.0, I think is going to get the job done. Yeah. Uh, you got the Buffalo Bills hosting probably a two-a-list Miami Dolphins. Talk about a team that backed into the playoffs. Uh, Miami's going home. Uh, I know Michael Miles got a lot invested in this game, but yeah, they, they're going home. Uh, who is Miami's backup? I have no fucking clue. Like, yeah. I don't know. Miami's going to lose. <laughs> um, Now, I picked one upset technically in the AFC. I am picking at least two of the road teams to win the NFC. Uh, we'll start with San Francisco hosting Seattle. I'll tell you what. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I don't like the Packers. The best thing for San Francisco is that the Packers didn't make the playoffs because I honestly think the Packers would beat San Francisco. I can see that as well. But uh, Seattle and San Fran, I still think San Fran's going home. I don't know why. I just got a feeling San Fran's not making it past the wild card weekend. Give me Seattle. Man, you crazy, man. Like. My worst nightmare is if either San Francisco or Philadelphia go to the Super Bowl. But I got to listen to my head. Uh, San Francisco going to walk away with it. Geno Smith is playing well, but. I got a feeling my boy Kenneth Walker III about to fucking go ham on him. I still got San Francisco. (laughs) New York Giants are traveling to Minnesota to play the most overrated fucking 12-5 and five team in the history of football, the Minnesota Vikings. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Giants. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do all three road games in the NFC. Mm, now, Daniel Jones, he's, I just, he's just inconsistent. I I think the Vikings are going to pull it out. It's um, just me. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm picking all <laughs> upsets. Honestly, the reason I'm picking it is because if Seattle wins, they go to Philly. And if the Giants and the Cowboys win, the Cowboys host the Giants. And then it's an easy road for the Cowboys to get to the <laughs> NFC <laughs> Championship. <laughs> You're just being biased now. <laughs> I am. But, no, I, I really – I think Seattle has a really good shot to beat San Francisco. I don't know why people think San Francisco is so fucking unbeatable. Like, they're not. They're, they're not, but Seattle has been, like, mm, pretty inconsistent. Yeah, but Seattle's kind of like – they're tier below Dallas where if they play their game, they can beat damn near anybody. And I think San Francisco's one – and it's a fucking division game – they're also, get this, they're the first team that's going to be facing Brock Purdy for the second time. So it ain't going to be no surprise for them. Like, they kind of, they got, they not only have game tape on him, they have their game tape on him. Yeah, I think Brock Purdy, he's still a rookie. I think he's a little bit overhyped. But, I mean, hats off to the kid for doing what he's done at this point. But, yeah, like you said, they have film on him. They'll be able to scout it, see his tendencies, and, 
It could go either way. It's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think San Francisco will probably pull away in the fourth quarter. Um, who'd you pick with Minnesota, New York? I got Minnesota. Is it a primetime game? Because you know how Kirk Cousins is. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it might be the Saturday game. I, yeah. can't, I don't know. Monday night. I don't like Monday night games in the playoffs. I think it's unfair. Um, imagine, <laughs> imagine Minnesota wins, San Francisco wins, right? Now Dallas wins. They got to go to Philadelphia after Philadelphia gets two weeks off and Dallas is coming off a of six days rest. It's a night game, so they don't get home till like five in the morning on Tuesday morning. And then they got to turn around and play on a team that hasn't played in two weeks. Like that's just an unfair advantage to put two teams on the money. It's the playoffs. You know, you shouldn't have any kind of advantages besides Saturday and Sunday games to put a team on Monday night. I think it's bullshit. Um, that's just my take on it, but whatever. Uh, Cowboys and Tampa Bay. I got I got the Cowboys by at least ten. You already know who I got. I got Cowboys, but I got in a little bit of a closer game. I got I Cowboys think, by a field goal. I don't think it's gonna be close. Um, I, I think the Cowboys. Close. I think <laughs> the Cowboys play to the level of their competition. We've seen that all year. Um, I know everybody likes to go off of history and. Well, the Cowboys always do this in the playoffs. The difference this year, I think, that people aren't paying attention to is the Cowboys have a winning record versus playoff teams this year. Normally, they beat up on the shitty teams and they get to the playoffs and get their ass kicked. But they've beaten the Giants. They've beaten the Vikings. They've beaten – they lost to the Jaguars. They had them beaten by fucking, what, 10, 15 points, I think, and then ended up choking it away. You might not remember because it happened so long ago. Cooper Rush beat the fucking Bengals. And they've beaten the Eagles. Um, They've beaten almost half the teams that are in the playoffs. So, it's not the same Dallas Cowboys team, but none of that fucking matters because Monday night, they're either going to win or lose. I don't think history has anything to do with it. I know we all have PTSD as Cowboy fans, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like... I don't know why I feel this way because they've sucked the last, like, month on offense, but I just feel like they're going to come out and put up like 35, 40 points on Tampa Bay this week. And I don't think Brady can keep up with that. I know. They got a, they had a chance to shake that terrible game this past weekend, like reset their minds, get right, get right. But I still think it's, it's Brady. Like, you know, he's not, he may not be good as he once was, but he may be as good once as he ever I think he's going to have a game Okay, where... Toby Keith. <laughs> I I think he's gonna have a game where he keeps it close. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I, I still got Cowboys. I think it's gonna be like a field goal. Yeah, I just I just feel like uh, I don't think he's that good anymore. You know, we we just watched the Detroit Lions exercise their demons versus Aaron Rodgers, where everybody thought, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers, he's gonna get back to the playoffs now, and Detroit stomped that shit out. I think the Cowboys are about to stomp out Brady. Let him know you better take your ass to fucking. Uh, San Francisco or or somewhere else because you're gonna need a better team next time you come around. Las Vegas, but yeah, I, I just think yeah. Brady's gonna put it all out there. But I still got the Cowboys winning. I hope it's a blowout for your sake, for my nerves. My nerves <laughs> bad. I can't be watching. Me too. I gotta go to work the next morning. I ain't gonna. I ain't got time to be up till fucking twelve thirty, crying myself to sleep because we've lost another playoff game. <laughs> hey, facts. Uh, that's about all I got, EJ. You got anything else? Uh, that's that's all I got. 
did we go did we go over all the games i feel like we yeah that was one. it that was all the games uh, oh shit well that's all i got then yeah we got uh follow us on all our social medias you know boot to the face on twitter boot to the face underscore on instagram the link tree is up there link tree slash boot to the face uh ej go ahead and throw your socials out there yeah, you could follow me on read at eight on instagram and uh ej underscore read on twitter um sorry i'm typing replies in the chat you can find me at i live for whiskey with the number four on uh on whatever fucking platform you want and lucy marie shout out says great episode um we'll be back next week next tuesday 8 p.m eastern standard time to talk about the cowboys big victory versus tom brady's punk ass until next time for ej reed i'm chris rucker this has been boo to the face peace how about them cowboys i didn't time it right i thought the rocks music was gonna kick in I'll just keep talking until it does because now I feel stupid because what do they call it? Hitting the post? I didn't hit the fucking post. But here we go. (laughs) Peace.